Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good afternoon, everyone. Happy Friday, January 6th, King's Day. Mike Austin, Deuce McAllister. Welcome to Fans in the Pro with you until 6 o'clock tonight. And just so much to talk about. Uh, King's Day, it is Friday the 6th, so the unofficial start to me getting fatter prior to Mardi Gras because it's King's Cake forever. It is 12th night, otherwise known as the Epiphany, kind of the unofficial end to the Christmas season and the kind of unofficial start uh, for the Mardi Gras season. Mardi Gras, not till February 21st, so it's going to be a good, long King cake season. Do you like king cake? I'll I'll indulge. I haven't had any yet, but I'll indulge, even though I know that you're supposed to have at least one or a piece of one today, correct? Yeah, for for good luck. Yeah, for good luck. So so I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, And and this is probably some people year-round. Do you leave your Christmas tree up and just decorate it Mardi Gras colors now? I have before. When I was single, I did I, I did it all the time. I mean, but that that's because you didn't want to take it down. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that the question? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but like now, <laughs> is it is it, it is it transitioning? So since we're out of the Christmas, right? So do we transition everything until you know the purple and gold and it's it's the Mardi Gras colors? I would. Is that is that what we're doing? I I can if that, except our tree is so dead. It's a live tree, and it it it. Cannot, oh, so you're you're a live tree? Yeah, guy. we're live tree live tree people. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I used to be, too, Yeah, a, 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 until you have to, because it, it sheds, and now i, I got to get all totally, this up, and everywhere. now i got to water it. Yep. Look, yep. man, yep. let me just go yep. get yep. this yep. this beautiful fake tree, and uh, now I can keep it up even longer, and I can transition right. it out right. and, and, and make it Mardi Gras. And, and, and Easter. You, oh, it goes Labor on. Day, yeah, July 4th, I mean, all of a sudden you're back yeah, around again. Yeah, nah, I have to pull it down a little bit before the 4th, because... I don't know how much we can still get festive with decorations, but I was just wondering. I mean, because no, from a decoration I, standpoint, I've done it when I had a fake tree. When I was single, I'd leave that sucker up. And I was too lazy. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. Not now I got to get that sucker. I mean, it's it's when, yeah. Well, when if it comes it's a real down, one, if it's a real one, when I it's coming down, it is going to be. There won't be a, a 
twig left on it. It's, Correct. it's quite dead. Correct. No, I understand that. I mean, if it's real, then yeah, yeah. You, you you have to take it down. If particularly if it's you you, I mean, you, you can't leave it up. You can't leave it up. To we were we March were very or late green, February, right? We were very green when I was a kid in Virginia. My mom would buy a Christmas tree, but she would buy it with the ball on it. And we would have it in our house, and she would keep it alive. And after Christmas, we would plant it in our backyard. We had like seven or eight of our Christmas trees. Right. And I, it didn't mean anything to me then. I thought, that's the coolest thing in the world, man, to have all your Christmas trees kind of in your backyard because you kept you buy it in the ball or you go get it with the ball on it. Anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. So you put it with the ball. Right. And now— You just kind of cover the ball up, you, you, keep you, the water. You, yeah, that's what I was about to say. With you the burlap, have, you would never see it, right? Yeah, you, you, you're not going to see it, but— uh, you, you just had to make sure you watered it, and oh, from yeah. the roots, from the root standpoint. So, I mean, eventually, if you plant it right and you you uh, fertilize it, it's gonna grow anyway. Yeah, yeah. Once you once you plant it, it's gonna grow anyway. That's pretty cool, though. Anyway, that was a yeah. long time ago. And so I'm, we I'm, we, I'm, we have. I'm not sure how we got. I know how we got here. Well, we're horticulturists now. (laughs) We are. Dan's going to go, what are those guys doing on our show? Knowing about the trees. It's it's Mardi Gras. It is. We we wanted to know. We wanted to talk about it. It is Mardi Gras. Man, it's unbelievable. That's the beauty part of it. And that other cities right now, they go Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then there's like, ugh. You know, there's what do we this, do? You know, we go, hey, January 6th, all right, new season, baby, Mardi Gras. And then, you know, throw on top the Pelicans uh, playing tonight against Brooklyn. The Saints play Sunday to wrap up the season against Carolina. Um, you know, there's just so much, so much going on. And we would be remiss, and now we've kind of started off goofy, uh, it was an, an incredible week uh, emotionally, and we were texting Monday night after the DeMar Hamlin injury. And if you'd have told me then, if you'd have said, hey, on Friday, he's going to have his breathing tube removed. He will have virtually kind of spoken to the team, was able to write, you know, when he came out, you know, hey, did we win? I mean, you know, this story, we hope just keep prayers and prayers coming uh, unbelievable week, and you know, I, I don't. Even, as a former player, we didn't talk about it Monday because we were just texting. I mean, I can't even imagine what was going through your head Monday night. One, your concern, um, but it's not like I've never seen the uh, AED brought out on the field. Yeah. I've seen it used, but never seen it brought out on the field. And then um, I've seen obviously the uh, CPR being done. Because at some facilities they did not have the AED, and so now you're scrambling trying to get you know the closest uh, emergency personnel to come and really you know try to take over. So the first you're shocked, and here's the other part of it: with um, electronics the way that we have it now, it's not like it had to be talked about on the radio the next day. It's not like you could only see it via newspaper the next day. Everybody saw it instantly. Yeah, everybody saw it instantly, and so it's uh, it's almost from a shock standpoint. But being around sports long enough, and some of the things that you know, from just from a personal things that I do, and you guys know it, I knew right away, man. He, he he's in cardiac arrest. You know, he's in cardiac arrest. The question I didn't know, and you know, we didn't know anybody is we weren't directly there. So we you, you speculate what caused it. Everybody's speculating what caused it, what caused it. And even now, the doctors don't know. 
I mean, because they had to run tests, you're still running tests. Right. And so, you know, until you get some of the evals back from, from those tests and they can start to kind of pinpoint what ifs, what could, you know, what, what possibly happened. And um, the thought process then turns to what does the NFL do? Knowing the NFL and you mean, playing, you talking about Monday night or beyond Monday, Monday night? night? Yeah, Monday night. Monday night. Knowing the NFL and playing in the NFL, and I know you know some some said no, they they wouldn't. The NFL tried to play the game. Right. The, the NFL tried to play the game. You can't tell me that in practice you just move to another spot <laughs> when a guy gets banged up or hurt and he's down on the field. It's almost like, hey, look, we've got him off the field. You guys, whether they put a time limit on it or not, it was like, all right, how do we proceed forward with the game? And it was actually the coaches right. that stepped in and said, no. I'm not sending my my guys back out there on the field. They can't go out and perform on the field. Because in practice – and in other areas, I mean, you see, you you see a guy roll, uh, you, we, we, you see a guy card off the field all the time. What do they do? Keep playing. Put put the ball down and blow the whistle and hey, let's go. All right, let's go. It's not like hey, look, we've got to stop. Let you refocus. I mean, you've seen some 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 bones, right? You know, almost come out of the skin. Joe the Theismann. Thing, yeah, the only thing Joe that's Theismann. stopping it is the sock and the equipment, right? And so. It wasn't like, hey, look, we need to take a 15-minute break or, and, and you guys come back. All right, all the equipment, you got everything, put the ball down and let's play. So it was the coaches that said, hey, look, we can't proceed forward. And then it almost became that if this young man doesn't show recovery immediately, NFL, how can you say, okay, well, we'll restart tomorrow? Or I'll give you two days to kind of restart. I mean, because all of those discussions, trust me, they happened. <laughs> they happened. There's no doubt in my mind that when Buffalo left the city, it was discussed, hey, look, can we have them back in one day? Can we have this facility? Can we get the officials back? Can we play this game in a day? Or two days at worst. Because the problem became this young man hadn't 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 fully recovered yet. He had not fully recovered. And so we kind of know the scenario, what played out eventually. And, you know, um, we're thankful and prayerful that he did or has recovered enough where he doesn't he, he, he doesn't have the tube down his throat. He is able to speak. You know, uh, he, he got all of his vitals back really that night. Uh, they were able to get his pulse back. I mean, but literally uh, just a tremendous job, tremendous job to your first responders and individuals that stepped up from each team. Yeah, and I think as we as each day he gets better, we're going to learn more and more of those stories. They've always been there. Correct. Right, but each day we are going to learn well, we, so much more. We, le- we, we, we learned the Buffalo Bills, uh, a sideline uh, staff, that that did the CPR. I right. mean, you're talking about eight minutes, nine minutes of, of of possible CPR until they could get the right equipment out there to kind of take over. And so, man, you don't you though the the staff members and not only in Buffalo but even in the Saints, the Pelicans, it's a selfless job. It's a selfless job, but it's one that they love and it's one that you can't do your job without the work that they do. 
And so, man, it's 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 a tough one, but we're definitely uh, thinking about the young man, and you know, we'll find out more, like you said, as time goes on and as they release a little bit more information. Uh, and, and 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 people are saying, well, the media is releasing and saying that he he wanted to know who won the game. You don't prepare. That may not been ha- that that may not have been the first words out of his mouth, but I can guarantee you, probably within five ten minutes, right? He wanted to know, did we win? And he, it, he doesn't know it's Thursday or Wednesday. When he it, doesn't know right, that the days out. and the time right. has passed. He just knows, man. I'm 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 somewhere. I don't know really why I'm here, but did my team win? Because what I know, I was out on the field making a tackle. Right. I was making a play. That's what I know. That's what I remember. So I want to know if my team won. So from a short-term memory standpoint, you know he's in pretty good shape right away. And and, and here's something even, and, it, and it's not that. When we went through Katrina and I came back to New Orleans right here on um, Interstate 10, headed to Slidell, mm-hmm. the Coast Guard – and Army National Guard were still rescuing people. It was me and Mike Silver, who was at uh, Sports Illustrated at the time, and the uh, Red Cross, because I had my red my red uh, Red Cross vest on. Individuals would get rescued, rescued from stranded on the rooftop. That was Monday night, Tuesday. Yep. So it was the game in New Orleans. I mean, the game uh, against Oakland Raiders at that time was Thursday night. We were here in New Orleans on Friday. Guess what? The first thing that they asked: Did we beat the Raiders? You beat the Raiders. <laughs> Did we beat the Raiders? Wow. You've been on a roof, roof right? Hey, You've been on a roof. That's dedication. But you wanted to know, did we beat the Raiders? That's dedication. There was another individual right here, and the building is not there anymore. It's the medical center took over that property. He wanted a time speaking you. He wanted us to bring him a newspaper. Told him, man, I don't think you're going to get a newspaper. Don't think they're printing anything I don't think they're printing right now, but he wanted a newspaper. I mean, because he thought it would be over, and they printed newspapers. Right. You know, but we know, obviously, what happened. So that's true. It may not have been the first words that he wrote, that he wrote on the paper, you know, because at that time he couldn't talk. Right. But I can guarantee you it was close to it. Well, we're going to take a break and our continued prayers again for the DeMar Hamlin family and unbelievable kind of more horrific news coming out of Buffalo. John Murphy, who is the play-by-play guy for the Buffalo Bills, had an apparent stroke over the weekend. He's been their play-by-play guy since 2003, so he's Resting at home, uh, and so, wow, just prayers for Buffalo in general for what they've gone through. We are going to talk with uh, Anish Shroff. He's the voice of the Carolina Panthers on the other side of our first break. This is Fans in the Pro, Mike Hoss and Deuce McAllister, WWLAMFM.com, always free on the Odyssey app. Stay with us. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back, fans in the pro. Mike Hoss and Deuce McAllister, Jimmy and Gretna, Tommy in New Orleans on hold. We'll get to you guys when we can. But first, we're going to speak with Anish Shroff, the Carolina Panthers play-by-play man. Thank you for joining us. First off, welcome to the show, bud. Mike, Deuce, good to talk to you. Look forward to seeing you guys again uh, this weekend. So, in Tampa Bay, we gave you one job. (laughs) One job. Right. I mean, yep. we sent you up there and quite frankly, to help yourselves, you know, and we gave you one job. Now, quite frankly, it's hard to criticize a team for not holding a fourth quarter lead against Tampa when it was the <laughs> it happens. You know, it happens. Uh, but with that guy as the quarterback. Yes. Yeah. Well, you just can't you can't you can't give him opportunities. You can't you got to you can't, don't even let him have the football. But that was. I mean, I've watched, you know, the problem for me, as you well know, in order to prepare for Carolina, I've had to watch that game like 10 times on the NFL All-22, keep hoping for a different outcome, but but it, but it isn't, and you know what's coming. Uh, but, wow, what I mean, I look back at your season and, you know, coaches and, and, and McCaffrey, and Steve, I saw even Steve Wilkes earlier this year, your, your interim coach, fired assistants. I mean, I can't imagine what this year has been like for you and, and, and the Panthers. It's been an odyssey. It's funny because earlier today I said, let me throw on the week three game between the Panthers and Saints, <laughs> and about five minutes into it I turned it off. I said, well, this doesn't matter anymore. It's Baker Mayfield those people are playing the ball off to Christian McCaffrey and Matt Rule is on the sidelines and Phil Snow's calling the plays on the defensive side. So much has changed. Jameis Winston was throwing passes for the Saints. Um, you know, it, it almost feels it's been three or four different seasons. And this is my first year doing this. You've been doing this for a while now. It, it just feels like we've had three or four different seasons and there have been different itinerations with this team. Um and, and the amazing part was, uh, again, given where this team was in mid-October, you know, the fact that they were playing meaningful football in Week 17, I think, says a lot about what Steve Wilkes has done. Uh, the division being what the division was and what the division is, but you know, Steve Wilkes got this team playing a much better brand of football over the last six, seven weeks. 
Anisha, I got to ask you, what has it been like just from a coaching philosophy for you or interaction from, you know, with, working with Coach Wilkes uh, versus Matt Rule? And I know that I, I don't want to put you on the spot in that situation, but yeah, no. I, I, I kind of know that Matt was really, really tight on a lot of stuff. I know he was tight with information, people that he kind of let see certain things. Has Coach Wilkes changed uh, uh, and loosened it up a bit uh, for you guys? Yeah, I'll put it this way. My relationship with Matt Rule was always pretty good, um, and I had known him. You cover college football. It was the same deal. I had known him from Baylor and Temple. So when I walked in, this being his third year, this being my first year, it wasn't like there was no – pre-existing relationship there was a level of trust and um again i got along fine with coach rule now you know once he left things come out within the building and people said you weren't here the previous two years and that's all fair game but you know from my standpoint you know coach rule was always pretty upfront with us at least with wilkes the biggest difference is i think how he has handled just the media at large maybe not the internal media which is different than the other folks who cover the team, his messaging has been more pointed, more direct. Uh, Sometimes Coach Rule would have a tendency to continue his sentence when there was no need. Steve Wilkes will directly answer your question, and he's really good at just putting an end point on it. And it just feels like you're talking to a coach that exudes more authority. And that's not a knock on Matt Rule, who, again, I think will do a fantastic job at Nebraska but it speaks to a guy who's been in the NFL for a long time and Steve Wilkes and has worked various places and had a head coaching stint somewhere else. Uh, It's just the overall messaging. And then when you talk to the players, that is permeated in the locker room as well. And, And that's probably the biggest thing where there's a directness. There is a, Hey, I'm not going to be your pal and tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to be your friend and tell you the truth. Uh, the guys have repeated that line a lot throughout the course of the season. And that's how he kept a team together. That was one in five at one point. And, and let's face it, everybody thought that this thing was heading down the path of you know, three and 14 and maybe the number one pick. Instead, we were actually talking playoffs in January. Yeah, and I think that's probably not the most surprising part, but just he was able to connect with the players after, um, you know, from what they've been through. And I guess my question to you, and uh, you may know a little bit more, all we know is, you know, what we kind of read and, and see from the outside. Where do they go from here? You know, is winning Sunday enough to solidify that job? We know that, you know, there's there's been talks with other other potential candidates, but – where do they go from here, and how does it affect, you know, not only short-term and long-term, the, the potential future for this franchise? Well, I'll answer the second part of your question first. The number one priority is making sure you get the right head coach and you get somebody who is aligned with the vision of the front office, with the vision of ownership, and then you get a quarterback to be that last component to align. And if you have a front office, an ownership group, a head coach, and a quarterback aligned. As you guys know from covering the Saints for a long time, when you had Sean Payton, when you had Drew Brees, when you have that continuity and you have that alignment, that keeps you in a contention window as long as that line stays straight. So getting the coach right is the first thing. And as for Steve Wilkes, I think he's got a great shot. He's got a lot of allies within the building. When he was named interim coach, 
the exact words from the owner, David Tepper, were, if Steve Wilkes does an incredible job, he will get consideration to be this team's next head coach. He was 1-4 and four when he inherited the team. I give him a free pass on the first game. Short week, he just takes over. They're playing a West Coast game against L.A., defending Super Bowl champions. They still had Matthew Stafford at that point. Since then, they're basically a 500 team without Christian McCaffrey, without Robbie Anderson, with a shorter deck in terms of coaches on the defensive side. And moreover, they've had a revolving door at quarterback. Baker Mayfield, P.J. Walker, now Sam Darnold. To me, that's incredible to keep that team in contention, to go 500 when you're dealt that hand. To use a poker analogy, imagine being dealt two seven offsuit, seven, eight hands in a row, and you get to the final table and you get the heads up against the big stack. That's where we were a week ago. So, uh, again, from my standpoint, I have no say in this. I, I think Steve Wilkes has done a tremendous job, and he should get a ton of consideration. Ultimately, that will come down to ownership, but he has put himself in the mix, which when he was hired as the interim head coach, I'm not sure anybody thought possible. Yeah, we, we, we can understand because you played four quarterbacks, started three. The Saints last year started four different quarterbacks, uh, the only team in the NFL last year to do that. I guess I'm wondering, where is this team from a quarterback standpoint with Matt Corral got, got hurt and, and Darnold and P.J. And, and, and Baker? I mean, is does, does Sunday mean anything in that battle? What's the future at quarterback in Carolina? It's a huge question. It's going to be the number two thing on the shopping list in the offseason after head coach. Um, Sam Darnold has managed the game pretty well these last four or five weeks. Um, His first four starts this season, he didn't turn the ball over. Turned it over three times against Tampa. One was a bad snap, the other a blind side hit where our left tackle got beat, and then one was an interception on an underthrown ball. Uh, but he you know, bounced back. He's not the same Sam Darnold that you saw with the Jets where mistakes tend to snowball. He's not the same Sam Darnold that you saw even at times last year where there was indecision and hesitation. Um, in some ways, Sam Darnold has parlayed these last few games into an NFL future, whether it's Carolina or not. That remains to be seen. But it's not out of the sense of possibility that he might be a bridge guy next year uh, if they draft a quarterback or, you know, they can go out and get one. But, uh, again, so much of that's going to depend on who you hire as a head coach and what kind of system that coach wants offensively. You guys leave tomorrow? We leave tomorrow, yes. We're good. We'll have some uh, We'll have some king cake for you, I'm sure, in the Super Bowl uh, when, you guys, when you guys get here. <laughs> Yeah, my my last one for you is, you know, just talking about this Sunday's game. I know the Saints, uh, it's one that they obviously want to win. But, you know, mm-hmm. even Dennis has, has has come out on record. If they've got a couple guys that are banged up, they probably won't go. Is that the same situation there in Carolina? I mean, because just looking at the depth chart or at least the injury report, Saints, you know, you have two guys out, two starters, but then you have probably another six or seven that are questionable. You guys are in a similar situation. But just overall, what are your thoughts on Sunday's game? Well, I can tell you this. The locker room wants to win this game for Steve Wilkes. It's almost unanimous within that locker room who the Panthers, the players, want their next head coach to be, and that's Steve Wilkes. So I think from an outside external perspective, fans might say, 
well, if you lose, you can get a higher draft pick. Internally, they want to win for Steve Wilkes. Um, if they're able to win and win that game on the road, don't be surprised to see some sort of viral video in the locker room with Steve Wilkes being presented a game ball or getting mobbed or you know, crowd surfing the team. I would fully expect something along those lines. They want to win for him. And then you've got guys trying to hit milestones. Deontay Foreman's been a journeyman running back. You know, he's got an outside shot at 1,000 yards. DJ Moore has a chance to get to 1,000 yards. Frankie Louvu, who's been one of our breakout stars, is three TFLs away from tying Luke Keekley's single-season team record. Uh, Brian Burns, with two-and-a-half sacks, can tie the franchise record for sacks. I know he's on the injury report with an ankle and is questionable. So you've got a bunch of these guys playing for milestones, so you'll see how much that factors into it. But I can tell you straight up, uh, the guys in that locker room, having talked to them and just seeing what they've been saying all week uh, and hearing it, they want to win for Steve Wilkes. Should be interesting. Uh, Panthers and the Saints, as always, the fourth time in the last five <laughs> years they finished uh, the season uh, together. Safe travels tomorrow, Anisha. We'll see you uh, on, uh, on Sunday uh, early and, and uh, in the Dome and look forward to it. I look forward to it, guys. See you. See you Sunday. All right, pal. Anish Shroff, the play-by-play for the Carolina Panthers. We'll take a break. Step aside. Fans in the pro. Mike Goss, Deuce McAllister back after this. WWLAMFM.com and always free on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Mike Ostus, McAllister, Fans of the Pro. Until 6 o'clock tonight, let's go to the phone lines. Tommy in New Orleans. Tommy, welcome to Fans of the Pro. Mike Deuce, uh, good afternoon, uh, uh, pleasure to speak to you all. Y'all do a great job on the uh, on the broadcast, by the way. Um, pleasure listening to y'all. Um, and Deuce, uh, you played the game, and I have the utmost respect for that. Um, but I want to play devil's advocate. Is it with you, as far as the NFL is concerned, where they reacted to this thing? Is it possible that there were those conversations of continuing the game and then really being concerned about the young man's health were happening simultaneously because you know, it was such a fluid situation and or and what and it was so unprecedented um uh, i'd like to hear your thoughts on that no of, of course the, the, but those are two separate conversations those right. are those okay. are those are two separate conversations i mean because one one one, one conversation that you're going to have as far as the nfl is concerned is from a programming programming standpoint does that does right. that so yeah. i think what you're going to say Deuce, is you're going to say that the, the the nfl has a uh, a fiduciary or a financial interest in this at the same time as <laughs> You know, the, the health, health, the health, the health of my, the NFL, my, my players. The NFL doesn't have a good track record when it comes to that kind of stuff. Well, you know? yeah, yeah. And we all know that. And and so the, the precedent is there. Um, there's a guy that calls in a lot. Of, I think his name is Johnny from the city. He's pretty frequent or something. He's, uh, he's very loquacious and verbose, but he can be, you know, obtuse and apathetic at the same time. Um, we, he reminds me a lot of the guy we used to call Dewey back in, in, in school. Um, I'd like to hear his opinion on that, too. And, again, guys, great job on the broadcast. Uh, I'll, I'll hang up now. Thanks. No problem. I mean, but here, here's the thing. If I am a network, and, and that's the, that is the letter, not just A, uh, but let's just, if I am C network and I have 
inventory that I have purchased and I want to, you know, see something perform, give something that should be listened to, and it does not happen, how do we rectify it? Those are conversations that they're obviously having, but from a partnership standpoint with the NFLPA, they have to be concerned with the health and safety of a player, any player, not just Hamla, but any player, when an injury occurs. So the New Orleans Saints wrote the book on how to evacuate a franchise uh, via Katrina. And I think that you saw the Buffalo Bills kind of write the book on how to handle a code one, high level, whatever the the terminology you want to use for it, uh, when you have an emergency situation out on the field and where it's truly life or death. And so most NFL stadiums, I I would go 100%. I'm not going to even say most. Most NFL stadiums, 100% of the NFL stadiums have the equipment, the AEDs in them. You see them all around those stadiums now, and I don't know what – how long ago that happened, but you started to see them when they became available. And so uh, that saves lives. The training that the personnel gets now, you have, I think, Mike, the only thing doctor that you don't have represented on the field maybe is a cardiologist. You've got, you got Dennis. Right. <laughs> You've got a chiropractor. You've got a, a, a general. You have – give me another doctor. I mean, you have every, nearly every Ortho. specialist. Uh, orthopedist. Or, I mean, there's I mean, got plenty the, of them. The, you, you, got, <laughs> you got multiple or, 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 orthopedists. But you give – you know, it's, it's almost like the only thing that you probably don't have is a dermatologist. But I'm talking about this is on each staff. Right. Each staff, as far as each team, they have that. But then – the facility has separate right personnel right. that are, that are at this event, and so and separate AEDs and se- separate training se- and yeah. separate everything. Yeah, I mean, and and so each side has their own personal equipment. So I know exactly where it's at. I know what setting it is. I know where my my my, my pads, my alcohol, you know, whatever I need. I know it's where it's at in that bag. But now the facility comes in and it has its own set of equipment as well, and so. Um, They've come a long, long way in that regard, and we're about to go another long way. I'm yeah, sure. I mean, but there's there's so much testing. Direction. There's right. so much testing and different things that are coming out that you know it's we we, we already saw it. You saw it with the helmets, right? The the, 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 the pads bubble, on the, on the, the bubble the, helmets right, for training camp. Yeah, you Concussions. saw. Yeah, you saw you saw it already. So I mean, there's 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 more coming. Got to step aside, take a break. Fans into pros, Mike Hoss, Deuce McAllister, back after this. WBL, stay with us. Welcome back. Let's go to that line, Jimmy from Gretna. Jimmy's been. Waiting to talk about the Pels game tonight. The Pels in Brooklyn, 7.30. Another big one for the Pelicans. Welcome to the show, Jimmy. 6.30. Is it 6.30? Yeah, yeah early, early two. This is right. What? Early you're, two. you're calling it East. You're doing Eastern that James time. Madison time. You're doing James Madison time, Mike. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's 6.30 East too. Coast, buddy. Don't worry, I'll edit this out. This will never happen on it. You know, <laughs> no, it's, a, it's actually 6.30, yeah. Well, that makes um, that, I feel a lot better TV because against, you know? I feel a lot better because when I left to go to the Saints camp at one o'clock, and when I left, mm-hmm. and there were people coming up, and when I came over here at three thirty, there were people in line or just hanging out. Oh, I'm yeah. like, what in the world? So anyway, I do feel better. Thank you. 
That that the, yeah they they actually moved, it was later, but they moved it because of the ESPN. It's on ESPN tonight. You know, every time ESPN tries to uh, you know put the spotlight on New Orleans and the Pelicans, Zion gets hurt. I'm not sure when Brandon Ingram is going to be back. I, I, the reason I called is this: I, I switch gears real quick uh, from the Pelicans to the Saints. You know, for anybody listening right now, it is a regular season game, but man, they got really cheap tickets. They got like $5 tickets right now on the secondary market, like StubHub, SeatGeek, for the Saints-Panthers game Sunday. I know they're eliminated from the playoffs and whatnot. So anybody who wants to take their family, they got a big family or they're on a budget, this is definitely the game to go check out. They got $5 tickets. That's not the case for the Pelicans game tonight. Um, I, I wanted to get your take on this. Look, our prayers and thoughts are with the Bills player, and I know Gail Benson donated some money or donated some uh, resources to, you know, different uh, entities and whatnot as far as uh, defibrillators and all that kind of stuff. Is there going to be anything as far as from the Saints organization or or from Gail Benson or the Pelicans organization as far as uh, police details for, uh, you know, the cars that are parking near the stadium and and the arena that are – they've been having the rash of break-ins? And it it would make sense from a business perspective – as the Pelicans kind of ascend, you know, to have some security details funded maybe by Gale to pr- protect those fans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jimmy, we're up against a hard break. We'll talk about it. They are. The NOPD's already said they're going to increase their presence in and around that area. These are these are on the city streets outside of the arena, outside of the, the parking garages. So they've already said they're going to increase it. We'll talk more about that. But you're right. It's an important problem. The Pelicans are concerned. Saints are concerned. Uh Caesar Superdome's concerned, so, uh, but it is being addressed. Got to step aside, take a break. The news is next. Fans and pros, Mike Oss, Deuce McAllister, WWLAMFM.com.